Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brendan McCullough, and we have a special guest. We have Sean Fuller from the Horribly Awkward Podcast, a very high-energy interview, improv, comedy podcast, very fun listen. How are you doing, guys? Uh, hey. I'm doing all right. How you doing? <laughs> high energy, Sean. I'm just not. Oh, high just, energy. I don't. You guys just like it's like let's uh, record some room ambient ambience and then let's go. And then you just start talking. I'm like, what? We're starting already? Let's go. Uh, oh. <laughs> believe me, I've done this for like 190 episodes, and I'm still caught off guard every single time. Like, I'm, yeah, well, dude, I'm here. I'm here. I'm I'm ready to roll. Let me do the hosting. Yeah. yeah so go. I am here. Um, almost better than silence. <laughs> What I like to call always better than silence. Nice. We're not quite better than silence. Like, there's still a few people that are like, I'd rather just hear nothing at all than listen to these guys. But yeah, like, that's my ne- that's my podcast. I was thinking about starting a new one called uh, QBS. Quite better than silence. Oh, nice. <laughs> there you go. Be a spinoff. Though we have very stringent copyright lawyers, so they would hound you down. Oh, but you'd also read it as quiet better than silence, which would be the same thing, right? Quiet silence. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, hmm. I suppose so. It could be close to that. Well, and you yourself have a podcast, the Horribly Awkward Podcast, and I guess let's. this is more or less going to be an interview kind of style episode, and then we can do our regular game talk and maybe do some conversation games. But uh, let's talk about you getting into podcasting. Like, where did that journey start for you? What was the first podcast you listened to and like got inspired to be like, you know what, I want to do this kind of thing? I got into podcasting. Okay, dude, uh, 2010, 11-ish, uh, driving, doing my job, working at night, driving from parking lot to parking lot, you look for stuff to listen to, right? It's like you can't, you don't want to listen to the radio, commercial, radio, commercial. So I, I eventually somehow stumbled across podcasts, and dude, podcasting is awesome. Start off with uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, which everybody knows, super popular totally. podcast. Oh, yeah. Until this day, I still listen to that, but then I was yeah. like, hmm. I like video games a lot. Is there people who talk about video games? This would be amazing. Search that video games. Boom. I was like, holy shit. There's a lot of video game podcasts. <laughs> There's too many video game podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> there was nerds galore, man. Oh, yeah. Who would have thought people stuck in their rooms all day talking to no one would have something to say and turn it into a podcast? podcasting is so awesome because there's you can have a podcast about anything in the world you know and it's just it's great you know so i mean i I love listening to a video game podcast you i mean i gotta say your guys's podcast is good i would say it's above average as far as the editing and stuff goes a a lot of people don't put the time into editing like like you guys do and it's when you listen that's something you notice when when i listen that's something i notice for sure oh sweet thank you dude i appreciate that we strive for that b minus we strive for slightly above average that's like the thing that's when i do put the time into editing that's what i'm hoping for i'm like i know there's a certain amount of people that are like that appreciate that that's going in i'm trying to get us few ums and like weird breathing and stuff but like it happens and like sometimes it's natural if you cut it out it does sound weird so it's like a weird art editing but it's boring stuff too but like i don't know it's after you do it for hundreds of episodes speaking of which that's one thing i wanted to mention congrats on making a hundred episodes of your podcast that's quite a milestone so just wanted to give a, a round of applause so i'll do a little sound effect here Man, I got you, I got you covered, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I think this. Is- yeah. Oh, there thank we go. You, thank you. All right, now settle down. Settle down. <laughs> e- ease up, ease up. 
Oh, here he comes. Yeah. Oh, Encore. Oh, stop now. Wow. Oh, they're very well trained. Hopefully I didn't mess up you guys' recording. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no, I've done much worse. Um, but yeah, I think with podcasts, I think the statistic is like anything past 20 and most people you would usually drop off. So definitely getting to 100 is a big milestone, I'd say, for any podcast. Yeah, yeah right, right. Especially, I mean, I do mind solo. I mean, it's completely guest-driven, so that's mm-hmm. 100 we that's a hundred weeks of setting stuff up, recording it. Uh, on the on the more recent episodes, I've been putting a lot of time into recording, uh, just editing because we do. I do improv skits with everybody, and then I edit in sound effects, and that could take two or three hours for that. Just that little five minute section sometimes. Yeah, we uh, we do a D and D podcast, and uh, our previous editor would really try and go the extra mile with different sound effects and trying to do ambient music and stuff. And it's like, Christ, man, you're putting in like seven to eight hours worth of work into a one hour podcast. Like, well, and I, I'm continuing that, uh, like now I'm the current editor of that show, but the thing is, I don't really go the extra mile with the sound effects and like the ambient music. I just like just adding the intro and doing four tracks of people talking for over like an hour and a half to two hours. Sometimes it's just like, damn, that's a long edit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It it is, man. Getting everything leveled out and set up right. And then. You enter in your sound effects like you just did, which was probably an awesome sound effect if I heard it. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like getting that stuff right. And, you know, how many times you go over that little section? Okay, this, you know, I might have to amplify this by negative one or, or plus one. It's just, I don't know. It gets crazy. It's not even getting the sound effects where you want them. It's like getting them how loud you want them. And uh, it's, it's fun, though, right? You, you probably do it yeah. because you like it. Of course. No, you're absolutely right. And that's actually one thing that really stands out about your show is how you incorporate sound effects and you like start off your show with an improv sketch with your guests. And like, I don't know, it's really cool. Like, I remember one that stands out in my mind is uh, you had uh, the actress, I can't think of her name, the voiceover actress who played Kate Marsh in Life is Strange. And yeah, you guys. Diana Hutton? Yeah, Diane Hutton. That's it. Yes. And that was a really cool how you like set up like a life is strange scene. I like it sounded like people were at their lockers and you're in a school and stuff like it's just it's neat how yeah, you really bring a scene alive and have fun with your guests right before you get into what you're talking about and stuff. Yeah, that's that's fun. I am not I'm not great at improv and neither is <laughs> most of the guests that come on don't even know how to do it. And and I, I'm shitty, shitty at everything in life, so we have fun with it. <laughs> and then I add the sound effects to make it sound interesting, because without them, it just sounds like it sounds like bad acting. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of what improv is, especially, like, yeah. people that see improv, like, and there's plenty of improv podcasts, and it's like, sure, but those are also edited. Like, part of the appeal of improv is sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable and it's not going to be funny. Like, that's the risk you run, but that also can can turn into something really good. Yeah, I leave in all the little weird bullcrap that comes along with the 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 improv i really just add in sound effects and i'll move things around but i'll leave in like i mean i'll say some dumb things i'm like i should take that out i'm like nah it's kind of cheating <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i know with doug he edits this show and there's plenty of times where i'm like ooh, ooh, wow i really wish doug edited that out or like oh he edited this out and not that out hmm interesting but it it always <laughs> ends up good i just wish it wasn't always about me <laughs> I wish I wasn't the one always saying dumb shit. But hey, man, that's my fault. That's that's the appeal of podcasting, right? You get to you get to meet people 
podcasters through listening to to them. You're basically hanging out with them for a while, and you get to hear the dumb shit they say, the things that should be <laughs> edited out, the things we fumble across, the 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 idiot things we. It's just it's fun, man. I just, I, I got some um. I got some YouTube comments. Um, the only pe- people who find my YouTube stuff usually is people looking for Hannah Tell's stuff and they stumble across a couple of videos I have with her on there. Mm-hmm. But like, got, someone got in the comments and was like, dude, you sound like you're desperate. You're such a sissy boy. <laughs> what? Oh, wait, <laughs> don't let that get to you and fuck that guy. No, no, I'm not. But I'm like, you know, that's, that's how I am. I, I, I'm a fanboy. When I have people on i'm gonna fanboy out and act like a nerd that's what i want to do i'm not gonna add like all professional so hannah how is your voice acting go no i'm gonna be like hannah you are freaking amazing i love you i want to <laughs> i want to awesome. have your babies for you <laughs> <laughs> sort yeah, of imp- extreme and in, like integrate a like male seahorse dna so you can like gestate <laughs> all like the little children and spew them out seahorses are fucking weird man I've seen uh, it, man. They just like vomit out like babies. They, they're like, excuse what? me, like I was out like binge drinking all night. Give me a second. And it's just all children. Like it's all just tiny versions of you. And it's just like, God, that would be the worst hangover. That's like, instead of throwing up in the toilet, it's just a bunch of babies. Like a cloud of babies. Oh, it's so Okay. Good. That's horribly <laughs> awkward. That segues back to your podcast. Um what made you go with that name? And does that name hinder you when you like reach out to certain guests? It's like like, for us, for instance, we're saying almost better than silence. I wonder if they're like, oh, well, these guys obviously don't take their shit seriously. And, well, we don't. Uh, but what what about you? Like, does that, like, do you ever have people, like, say, like, that's, and they laugh it off and think that's great and they want to do the show? Or so, I don't know. Yeah, I get a lot. I get a, some weird responses. Well, <laughs> I, okay, uh, um, our original podcast that, that I started was The Horrible Gamers. I did, like, 100 episodes of that with a group of guys. Um, nice. Big shots to those guys. They're still doing it. They're at like 140 episodes right now or something. But, oh, um, that's tight. So I, I wanted to use, I always feel like I'm awkward. I have a lot of social awkwardness through this podcast, through the podcast. I'd be able, to, I've been able to break those walls down a little bit. But, but when I first started, man, I was scared to even get friends on the podcast and host my own podcast. It was actually terrifying to me. But so I wanted the horrible, I didn't want to go horrible awkward. So I was like horribly awkward. I had a friend kind of help me with the awkward part, and you know, I, I, it kind of works. But as far yeah. as those responses, some people I think just ignore me completely mm-hmm. on social media. Happens are, to us all the time. <laughs> when I have to send, when I send, like, when I contact someone's publicist, a lot of times I'll get people who are like, yeah, cool, here's, hit my publicist up. Yeah. Um, I don't, I get, a, I get, a, I got a couple things like, so what is your podcast about? You know, they didn't, they didn't really say directly, this, this sounds weird already, but I usually, I've never really landed an interview through someone's publicist. So I'll ask, like, what it's about or whatever, and they just won't get back to me. They'll probably go, all right, horribly awkward, this is weird, why would we want our, um, you know, our person on their podcast, they might do or say something weird, you know, then I could just put it out and say, screw you, you want me to edit some stuff out? You know, I don't know. Yeah, um, I know what you a, mean. A lot of people think it's going to be terribly awkward, and it's not. Uh, no. I had Sylvia say, John, she's a porn actress, and she came on and thought I was going to be terrifyingly, horribly awkward, <laughs> and I, I was not at all. It was more like a, a, a chill conversation. It wasn't like we weren't getting dirty or nothing. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It was weird. Well, even in when, in your intro, like, Sissy Jones says, like, it, it's not actually our horribly awkward. You've been lied to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sissy That's Jones pretty cool. Awesome. 
I feel like the name just covers your bases. Like, in case it is horribly awkward, that's what yes. you're getting into. But most of the time, it's not. But just in case, there it is. Just in, just in case. It's like a, a yeah. big, awkward umbrella that just, you know, just in case. It's just like it it, it covers me. Mm-hmm. It's a safety it net. Me. It's yeah, same with our show. It's like, it's funny how, like, our titles kind of are like that. It's like, yeah, almost better than silence. So, like, uh, you make what you make of it because we don't even know what we make of it. I, mean, I don't look at your, your title that way. I, I never really looked at it as, like, you downplaying yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I just don't. It doesn't really come across that way. It seems That's like good. a pretty, pretty legit name, man. I mean, nice. I, I, I could see that for a TV show called that. I could see a movie called that. Like, it seems pretty legit. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. We've gotten some good feedback. It's a goofy name. Oh, God. I'm imagining, like, almost better than Silence of the Movie, but it's, like, an Oscar bait movie about, like, a kid who, like, is recovering from being deaf. Like, he was born deaf, and he's getting, like, ear implants, and he's trying to figure out, like, is being able to hear all these horrible things in the world better than when he was isolated in his own world? Like, could have been better being deaf? And it's like, is this better than Silence, or is it almost better than Silence? Ooh, shit. I should start writing this down. Yeah, he, uh, starts, he starts hearing his parents argue, his grandparents yeah, yell, yeah. everyone's bitching, he's he's walking to the store with his mom and hearing other kids cry, and he's like, oh, yeah. I kind of just want to be deaf again. Right, yeah, it's like when you're walking around like wearing headphones, like when you're in a supermarket, it's like, do I want to actually hear all this, or do I want to be in my own little world? It's like, it, sometimes silence is better. I just beeped that entire conversation out, because that's solid gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that would be a funny, I would be like a, a Will... Uh, Will Will um, Ferrell movie or something? Mm-hmm. Like he'd be the dad, I think. Nice. Yeah. Oh, like a sort of like Stranger Than Fiction. Let's do it, guys. Let's get this. Let's get this going. All right. So this question is like a really tough one to ask, and I'm sure it's like it's gonna be a t- a tough to answer. But like, if you had to pick like one episode of your hundred episodes you have so far to share with like everyone in the world, let's say we live in a futuristic world where we all have chips and it's terrifying. And it's like, I can hack everyone's chips so that they hear your show, everyone in the world hears one episode of your show, and then from there they'll subscribe if they want to. Which episode would you be like, this is the one, this is my favorite conversation, or or guest, or however you want to put it? It, Can you even do that, or is there like too many to choose from? No, it's, uh, hands down, it's the Hannah Tell episode, because uh, I feel like I was really myself, you know? It was just a real, it was just a good conversation that kept going. And you know what? She played two songs live on that podcast. That sounded really good. It sounded so good that I had friends like ask me, can you just edit out this and like put it on an MP3 and send it to me? <laughs> the live, live version. version. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. The live version. Yeah. So I was, remember tuning into that and it was really well done. Yeah, it was, it was, I don't know. It just, everything worked out. It just, I, the whole episode makes me smile. So, you know, screw that guy, YouTube comic guy. Suck. <laughs> Yeah, fuck him. Fuck himself. He didn't get an interviewer. If you would have said something nice like, hey, I would love to come on the next episode that Hannah Tell came on, maybe I'd hit him up, but nah. Nah, suck it. (laughs) People gotta be mean on the internet. It sucks. Like, I I was glad we interviewed Jeff Kanata recently, and he was like, it's punk rock to be kind to people. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm gonna live by that, because fuck being an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. Yeah, Yeah. dude, um... Jeff Kanata is a cool dude. I've, I have I have some friends of mine who had him on their podcast, Tangent Break. Oh yeah, I actually saw that he was on there a couple times. Yeah, I, I've I, when I was like looking to see what other podcasts he's been on, that came up in like the search results. So I want to get around to listening to that. Are they no longer a thing? No, yeah, they did a hundred episodes and then they 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 stopped that episode a hundred. They were okay. doing like three a week, three like twenty minute Ooh, episodes. That'll burn you out. That yeah, is it, intense. 
Well, you could do all three in one sitting, right? It's like an hour long, oh. and then you just split it up. Yeah, that's, that's smart. Yeah. Wait, that's really smart. Yeah. It's a better way than we do it. <laughs> You're like, oh, I got to meet up three yeah. times a week with you boneheads? Like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> well, there's a while where we had a lot of backlog episodes. We're like, oh, yeah, we're set for like two months. And then we're like, fuck it, bonus episode every single week for like two weeks straight. And we're like, oh, man, that was a lot of energy. And we just burned through it real fast. <laughs> Yeah, I love podcasting. Podcasting is so awesome because time just when you're when you're doing it, time just flies. You're like, holy shit, we've been here for two hours. I mean, I did horrible gamers episodes for almost four hours, and you're like, wait, we've been here for four hours because we're just having fun. We're drinking, having Mm -hmm. fun. We're talking about video games, which we love. You know, exactly. Not like like we're gonna be sitting here talking to ourselves about video games. We just play them. But when you get to actually talk about them and break them down, it's something special, dude. I love it. For sure. It's interesting when a podcast is going well and just a conversation is going well because time can seem to just fly by. Like, oh my God, we've already been talking for, like for this podcast, we've been talking for 18 uh, 18 minutes already or almost 19. It's incredible. But then there's other times where I've had like uh, our Jeff Carter interview where I was like, oh man, this is going so great. We're probably almost done. It's only been nine minutes. I'm like, how the hell? Like, (laughs) but like I was really enjoying it. I was really engaged in it. But like, I guess everything about it was just so interesting to me that it just seemed like it was a lot more time than there was. Yeah. So it's interesting that there's both sides of it. Like, it can seem like time is flying by or it can seem like time is crawling by, but you're enjoying every second of it. But then you remind me of the downside of podcasting where we had a developer, I'll spill the beans, I don't think we went this deep into it, but we had the developer of a mobile game called Alpha Bear on Mm -hmm. our show. Uh, uh, well, not he wasn't on our show because we lost well, the audio files and I yeah. was able, never able to edit it and put it together and present it to people. And it was the one day my backup was failing me. And I was like, you know what? I should just restart my computer before we do this. And I was like, you know what? His, he's going to be able to record his audio on his end. It's not going to fuck up. But then after like a full hour and a half long conversation, I'm like, we're at, we're like, okay, stop and export your audio. And he's like, okay. And then he's like, wow, I can't believe we only talked for how much was it, Brandon? Like he was 20 like, minutes. It was like 20 minutes. No. And I was like, oh no. So his audio like totally cut out after the first 20 minutes and I had nothing to work with. And I was just like, ah, oh, that's a bummer. And we yeah. said we'd do another one, but then it just never really panned out. So it happens. Has that, has anything like really depressing ever happened with Have you, you with like losing audio? Episodes? Yeah, I've never lost any episodes. I, I I record everything with OBS, which is like a gaming streaming thing, and mm-hmm. I I'll, I'm always looking at the time to make sure it's there. I've never actually had that fail on me. Well, that's good. I've done like intros on my on Audacity, and then I looked and like, oh, what the hell? The, the recording just stopped. Like, what what was that about? Uh, mm-hmm. Which is not a big deal because I can the second time is always better than the first time, anyways. <laughs> um, I've never. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of any, you know what, dude, knock on wood, there's no wood around me, like, knock on the desk or something, this better not yeah. happen. Oh, God, it, I'm it, jinxing it suck, you, bro. <laughs> it's like you have, like, an awesome guest, and you're like, oh, well, you're, you're, uh, if it's, if they're not a friend, you know, you're like, oh, yeah. like, I don't want to ask them again to come back and say the same shit. Pretty much, and it was a yeah. really good conversation that was just completely lost. So it it there is uh, ups and downs to like the whole remote podcasting. Have you ever done any podcasting like in person when you guys were doing like the horrible gamer stuff? Was that across like computers or were you guys in person? I've never done a podcast in person, man. I have really bad social anxiety, like terrifyingly bad. Mm-hmm. I get real weird when people are, when I'm in front of people, like. When I'm like face to face, like I'm always looking around and trying to avoid eye contact. It's just something I've always dealt with. 
I've never, so I've never like sat down and done a podcast. I would like to have some friends come over and record a podcast. I don't know how well that would work with one like uh, blue microphones yet. You can just turn the multi-directional sound on, which wouldn't sound great. I guess I'd have. Yeah, to have a I'm not sure. Uh, that's the thing when it comes to like in-person stuff, I don't have much experience, but I know a few of uh, our friends on the network do that. And it basically requires like a mixer and like, I don't know, usually like not USB uh, microphones. Yeah. Being involved with different podcast com- uh, communities, like online, like Reddit and Facebook and all these different places. I'm always surprised by how many people either do record in person or think that they have to, because it, uh, there's definitely a better chemistry with the people. You can see who's talking. You can see when someone's about to stop and you can jump in right as they stop so you can keep the conversation flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like technical wise, it's actually more complicated because you do have to have a mixer. You do have to have more microphones. Whereas all of us, most, not everyone, but most people have a microphone for a computer, whether or not it's just for Skype and fi- friends and family or if it's for online games or something. So it's easier just to hop on and be like, like, that's why we use Skype to record. It's because most people have it already and have a microphone. And it's just one more program to record stuff with. And that's it. And that's podcasting. And it's super simple online. Like, back yeah, when I was... for sure. When I was on the East Coast, I think me and Doug were maybe an hour away. And then Mark, our other, like, co-host, is on a lot. We were right up the street from each other. But we would still record online just because it was easier. Yeah, it's easier just to sit in your own comfortable space, you know? And, like, you know, I have people come on all the time and just use Skype on their phone and, like, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Or just If somebody has just an Apple computer with just a built-in mic, dude, it sounds it does sound decent. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've done a few interviews where Doug was in a car using Skype on his phone because <laughs> we, we couldn't work around the time restraint. So, but they turned out pretty good. Yeah, did our best. Yeah, yeah. we're dedicated. I feel like this I, is just a I, podcast I, about podcasting now. Yeah, hey, well, that's what I mean. Awesome. Yeah. It is. It really is. And we, uh, you have a lot of experience with like two shows that have made it to a hundred episodes. So one question that I want to ask you is: starting out with horrible gamers, what made you go from like I really love talking about games with my friends to I'm gonna fly solo and interview people? Well, it was a slow process. It was more like. The the host of the podcast would miss a couple episodes, so I learned how to host slowly. I was like, okay, I, I could do the hosting thing. I don't feel like at like a complete dipshit. And then um and then the other guy would work hard on the weekend, so sometimes it would take him a while to edit it. So I took it upon myself one day to edit it. And then uh and then one time the other guy couldn't didn't have time to put it on 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 the on the site upload and all that. So I basically learned how to do everything in baby steps. And I was like, you know. I, I love video games, but I really want to, really want to do something for myself to get through my social anxiety. That was the whole thing is to break down my social anxiety and get better at talking to people. And that's, that's how I started it with just friends. The, like most of the beginning episodes were all friends I've, I've been, I've had on podcasts, the horrible gamers already. So I felt comfortable with them, but I was still nervous, man. Just, and then, you know, it slowly evolved from there. I just slowly, I had somebody hook me up with an actress um, and, and, a, and a director for this this movie, a mm-hmm. Fall or Die movie. Nicole Alonzo and Oklahoma War. They're awesome. They make their own movies and fan. They're they're so cool. So a friend of mine hooked me up with them, and then I, I just I got my balls dropped out. You know, I felt <laughs> I was like, you know, these things are uncomfortable here. I've never had them sit between my legs like this. But <laughs> I, I was like, I'm gonna start asking other people. You know, so I just started yeah. reaching out to other people. Worst thing they can say is no. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah the exactly. Worst thing, they, I really rarely get a no. It's more like a nothing. You, you might get a, yeah. a no reply, but most people are are cool. Most people want they want the attention, like they want to come on. They want a little bit of attention. They want to talk about their stuff, you know, on a one on one. On one, like, you know, because interviews suck. TV interviews or red yeah. carpet interviews, that just sucks. You got, like, two the questions you can ask and then move. Yeah. Or uh, press junkets for, like, movies and stuff. They'll have the actor or whoever's involved with it sitting in a hotel room, and then they just have 30 reporters for different outlets just turntables, like, turnstile uh, going in and out, in and out, asking the same five questions. That's boring as shit. Whereas podcasting adds a kind of new life to it where... At least for us, like, you're unfiltered. You can be explicit. You can be like, so what the fuck are you doing these days? Like, you can just be very casual about it. And a lot of people forget that they're actually recording something. And it's not just a conversation with, like, you know, a stranger on a bus or someone you just met. Yeah, we always attack our guests. We're like, what the fuck have you been up to? <laughs> what are you hiding from us? What the, yeah. Who the fuck are you, really? <laughs> yeah, almost yeah. been in silence. The gotcha journalism of podcasting. Uh, Dude, we spring. I, I, I have curse words in every... I have it... I have some guests that don't curse, but I have to sneak in one, and I just got I have to sneak in a fuck or a <laughs> shit or something. I did a I just did an interview with um with uh, Tammy Stronach, who who's uh who's the childlike empress and oh, Neverending Story. Never story. Yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. I did the whole thing without cussing, not even once. And I did my wow. intro, and I was like, I'm gonna do an intro without cussing too. And I did it all, man. It, it felt pretty good, but the next week I had to double up on my fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think I. I think we recorded an episode where I I didn't tell Doug, but I tried to go without cursing and see how long I could. I got about five minutes in before I. I think Doug brought a bleach or Bulletstorm or something and immediately set me off and I started ranting and cursing. Like you were ranting about Bulletstorm? Oh, oh he does. are you a oh, fan wait. of Bulletstorm? Are we gonna hash this out right now? Oh, Bulletstorm's a fucking kick-ass game. There's nothing <laughs> oh no! Oh, and that's the thing. Ben's notorious for like saying it's his least favorite game in the world or something. Like he's ridiculous. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I was not a fan of it. Uh, <laughs> we could avoid that topic and see that for another day. I or mean, to hash it out on Twitter. I, I'm but, aware uh, it's it did successfully enough to do a remastering with Duke Nukem. Like people bought it and enjoy it, so it's you know I think I am in the minority of people who didn't like it. So I'm aware yeah, of that. I rented it. I had a free month of GameFly, and I I got that to play the remaster. It looks so good on PS4. Nice. Mm, I think that's cool. It's always tricky now because I've been on P. I used to be a console gamer, like dedicated console. I think all the way through high school, and then I went to PC in college just because it was easier to transport and move around with. And it always add that snare of games being ported to PC. So like Bulletstorm, and for example, I have a Arkham Knight recently. I'm about to get into that, and I know the port to PC is much worse than it is for console. So that, I don't know. I don't know if that's true, man. I I played it day one, and I had a couple of hiccups when I drive around the Batmobile. But other than that, it was smooth, man. I was still getting like 80, 90 frames a second. It ran good. I don't understand. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I, I don't know. I know there was a lot of complaints, but I didn't yeah. see them. It ran really good for me. Well, that, that that's also the uh, difficulty of PC is some people have no problem with that at all, and then some people yeah. have all the problems. Like uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, I had it for three sixty. I enjoyed the game, but it was one of the glitchiest games I've ever played in my life. Like, it was full of bugs. And when I looked online, no one else had these. Like, I was clearly in the minority of people who had these glitches. But I had characters just phasing through the floor or through the wall while in a cutscene. And, like, all of a sudden, my character's not talking to anybody. It's like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. So, like, it's it's tricky to see, like, if it's like, is this just me? Am I, like, the one in three billion people that have this, like, weird glitch? 
but it does influence like how you see the game and how you perceive these games of so, like god it's a good game but i couldn't even play it like there was a game breaking glitch for me so it's like oh it's tough it's tough that's how pc game is is for me i mean i got a good rig i got an i7 i got a 10, gtx 1080 mm-hmm. and if there's anything wrong with the video game when i'm playing on pc i'm convinced it's me and only me and my combination <laughs> of parts yep. and yep. and i just spent 700 dollars in this video card and it's a piece of shit yeah <laughs> yeah i'm in the same yeah. boat man i built my own ring and it's just full of problems i'm like uh, overwatch is running so slow like i'll be playing overwatch i have nothing else running on my computer and i'm getting like 15 frames per second i'm just like i did something wrong it's my fault like i'm clearly fucking up because no one else is having these problems but it's god damn it some of the games you know some games are worth fighting through that yeah like, well that's what i mean it reminds me of uh well and some of it i always boil down to being like is this just a steam problem because like uh, for instance i can run skyrim on my current build which is pretty outdated now i think it was like 2012 or something so yeah. it's old but it would still ran like Skyrim and like Battlefield and all this other stuff. But uh, yeah, that's the thing. I could play Skyrim, the regular version, and then all of a sudden I get the enhanced edition for free. And I tried downloading that and it's like, oh, but I can't run this. So it's like, well, what the fuck's that all about? And I thought I was like, I'm in the minority that it can run one version, but not the other. And it's like, God damn it. It's, it's tough. A couple weeks ago, I got Dead Rising 3. I've, I, mm-hmm. I kind of missed it on the consoles. I just didn't care for it. So I got it on PC super excited to play it and i i turn on and look at oh look it's locked at 30 fps i'm like i can how you gonna lock a pc game at 30 fps yeah Yeah. shit so i had to find out dig in the config files and change it to unlock (laughs) that and when you unlock it every time you aim somewhere the the fix physics go crazy it just starts locking onto everything it just but i was like okay smooth graphics i'll deal with this wonky ass controls yeah, um, I played it for ten hours that night. I was so st- I was just I was addicted to it. I was having so much fun with that game. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, I turned it on. I was dealing with some. I was messing around with some other settings. And you know, on PC games, they'll say, "Okay, you, you know, if you set the settings now, it will not apply until the next time you re- reload the game or close it, open it, whatever." Yeah. So instead of going out, my brain just saw that reset game button, right? Mm-hmm. So I click that, too late, reset, I lost all my progress. I, like, oh. I never played the game. I, I, I was like, oh, I want to play this so bad, I don't want to... I just lost 10 hours. It's been an entire night Jesus until Christ. 8 in the morning playing that game. Yeah, I've, I've had even similar issues on PS3. I played the first Uncharted game, and I'm not a trophy collector or achievement hunter or anything like that. Thank God, because when I finished the game... Something happened. I don't even know what. I just turned it off. Next day, I turned it on, and it said I had zero hours in the game and none of the trophies. I'm like, but but I beat it last night. Like, I just beat it. What do you mean I don't have any uh. hours? And I was just like, ah, fuck it. Like, I don't care enough to go through and do it all again. But I know Mark, our other co-host, would, like, he would have lost his mind. He would have had to gone through and played it all over again to prove he got those trophies. Yeah, and it's depressing. And I... I'm playing Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy on PS4, and, like, mm-hmm. uh, there's, like, when you save in that game, I'm playing the second one currently, Cortez Strikes Back, and it's just kind of confusing, because, like, you hit L2 to get into the save mode or whatever, and then all of a sudden you go to select your current, like, save slot, and then, like, 
it says it at the bottom, but I wasn't paying attention. I might have been a little inebriated. Uh, <laughs> wink, wink. But that's the thing. Uh, and it says square to save and X to load. And I'm just like, I just hit X to like pull up the thing and be like, oh, I'm going to overwrite this. And I loaded an old file and I was like, oh no. And I'm like, I hope it doesn't overwrite. Luckily, it has an auto save slot. So I loaded the auto save and got back because I would have lost like, yeah, m- many hours of work. So it was like, oh God. So it's just stupid shit like that. It just wasn't very intuitive, and I just needed to pay more attention, I guess, actually. Why is autosave not automatic on everything? Well, yeah, no, that saved my ass. Yeah, There's plenty of games where I play mostly like RPG and stuff, where like Skyrim, where the autosave actually screws me over. Because like the last save file I have is where I save when I have like 5% health, and I'm surrounded oh, yeah. by 20 <laughs> enemies, and that's the only file. It's like, fuck. And then yeah, the last there. manual save file is like, 13 hours ago or something because i've been playing all day so it's just like fuck like the autosave screws me over because i'll die instantly or i have to retract all that time i just lost yeah so like, i did uh, that one time for me and uh just cause three i it somehow oh, saved yeah. right before i right before i hit the ground with one of those uh wing wing suits or whatever yeah yeah so I kept reloading boom hit the ground reloading <laughs> boom hit the ground yeah it, w- it was really <laughs> tough for me to like to get out of that, but I, I eventually got through it like about ten times. <laughs> it's when it's one of those situations where it's like, will I devote enough time to try and figure out a way out of this like you know recurring death cycle, or am I going to take that time to just redo all of the you know time I lost between the last manual save file? Like, what will take me more trying to do this crazy death defying stunt, or just backtracking through ten hours of stuff I've already done? Yeah, uh, there's a recent game that came out called Hellblade. Yes, and I'm playing. I just played through it. It's fucking oh, okay. beautiful. I don't know much. I haven't played it myself, but apparently there's a bit of a controversy going on with um, one of the little like tips. Like during a loading screen, a lot of games have tips saying like do this or do that and make this easier, or make it harder. And one of the tips says if you die enough times, you'll lose your progress, and that's all it says. And most people reasonably are thinking that means if you die too many times, you'll lose your save file. And they're wondering if that's the case, but so far no one has had that happen. So they're yeah. wondering. They're wondering if it's just poor wording, and it's supposed to be like you'll lose mental progress in this character because it's a very psychological game. It's a very it's a game about mental illness. So they're wondering if it means like progress within her development, or if they mean literal progress in the game of like you'll lose your fifteen hours of gameplay or whatever. Those devs are trolling hard. The, some pe- <laughs> some people are thinking that. When I heard about that, when I first heard about it, right before I even started the game, I was a little nervous. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then you know what? I f- I fucking love this. So I got it on. I put it on hard mode. I was like, I'm gonna deal with this. I I yeah. want the stress of playing through this game, knowing that I could lose everything. And then I was like, I think I beat it before I started fig- hearing about people um, that haven't be able- been able to like do it, lose all their progress, but. I, it was. I mean, I played the game way different than I could. I mean, I got through. I got through most of the game without even dying on hard because I was really trying hard not to die. And, and when I was getting mm-hmm. in battles, I was, I was. You know, you'd fall and like, and the voices in your head like, "Get up, get up, no, get up, focus, get up." And yeah, you're, like, yeah. you're like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking die and lose all of this." You know, it's only like an eight hour game, but yeah. Okay, I was gonna so, ask, did, did you beat him one sit down? No, I played it over three days. Uh, I don't play games okay. like normal people. I pause a lot and tweak out <laughs> on Twitter and Facebook and, and YouTube. 
and uh, start looking up uh, cal- how much calories are in food. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> I am all over the place. I just anything pops into my mind when I'm playing a game. If it's not a multiplayer game, I just like go on the internet all the time. Oh yeah, I'm, nice. I'm the opposite. I'm almost like comatose when I go into like when I'm really engaged into a game. Like Witcher Three, I played that. I would wake up at like 9 a.m. Played until like 11 p.m. and just do nothing in between. But like, man, I haven't eaten in 14 hours. Like, I should probably, you know, take care of my bodily functions before I die. Yeah, who need who needs Jenny Craig? I got The Witcher Three. Yeah, <laughs> some people in my family would be like, "Hey, you lost weight? Have you been like working out?" I'm like, "No, I just haven't been eating because I've been playing Witcher so much. Like, <laughs> I've just been starving myself because like, these fucking games are so good." Yeah, they they are, dude. The, um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about Hellblade, but that was a, a, a game of the year contender for sure. Oh, uh, for sure, dude. Give us uh, your feedback on it, like kind of little uh, yeah, little I'd, review. I'd love to hear about it. I just haven't played myself, so I okay. Can't. Um, I'll be kind of vague because a lot of this would spoil it. But mm-hmm. uh, this, this 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 chick, her name is Sinua. She's going on. She's a Celtic warrior going on a uh, a spirit journey. So it starts off with her in this little like canoe thing going through the water and then she's got these voices in her head the entire time just talking to her which can be super beneficial because when you get caught in a tight tight place and you're you're in in combat with like there's sometimes you're 10 people on the screen and it's not super easy to fight them but they'll help you out if you get if there's people behind you sometimes the voices be like behind you behind you (laughs) dude uh it's really really cool but to start off by saying this game is, I don't know how people feel about the term, uh, walking simulator. I love it because I pretty much think this sums up a, a walking simulator. I know exactly what they're saying when they say it. It is a walking simulator most of the game. There's some puzzles. You're just walking around. You can't run around. You're not very nimble and you're not climbing cliffs or anything. It's pretty stationary the way, the way you control and move around. Uh, and combat's really simple, but it's really good. For some, there's like a there's a heavy strike, a low strike, and a melee. You can like kick an enemy. Like if there's an enemy with a shield, you can kick him, break that free, and then hit him. Uh, there's not much more to it. You can dodge out of the way, but it's real simple. But I love the combat. Whenever you get to it, since it's not all the time, it feels really good. Yeah, and the narrative. I guess it's really like compelling. Yes, yeah, yeah. So the story's really good. The characters, the mocap. This girl who does the mocap. I think I believe she works for Ninja Theory. Um, mm-hmm. it's all really good, compelling. It's it's a beautiful game. I played it on PS4, PS4 Pro. I'm not sure if it did 4K or not. It didn't look super 4K to me, but it's such a good game. Thirty bucks, you can't beat it. Yeah, oh, that's a good deal. Yeah, it's that's a tight. Great deal, but you got to know when you're going into this. It's not a heavy action game. It's going to be a lot of exploring, but they do some really cool stuff where you kind of feel like you're stuck in a nightmare. Like, you're kind of stuck. Like, you'd be going through this this room, constantly the same room. You just have to look at torches and light them in a certain way. And for a while, it might take you a while to catch on what's going on. You're like, I feel like I'm in a nightmare. Let me out of here. Let me out of here. I'm trapped. Yeah. I was That's surprised insane. when you talked about the combat because I thought, at least from what I've seen and before I've heard about the plot, I thought it would have been kind of like a super high-quality graphics walking simulator. Like, I thought it was going to be a very mental game, but you wouldn't be actually physically doing that much. It would just be small puzzle solving. So it's it's cool to hear there actually is combat in there. Yeah, the, yeah, the combat is, you just get two sections, and you, you when you're not in a combat section, you don't have no sword to pull out or nothing, really. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to interact with. But when you get to a combat section, you pull your sword out. 
Dude, it is so fucking good. I mean, the, the last section is um oh, I wish I could talk about it. Let's just say it's a long <laughs> section if you want it to be. It's not a long section if you don't want it to be, but I, okay. I just kept fighting and fighting and I was on hard and my hands were getting hurt. I my hands were like tense and they were I just couldn't move my fingers anymore, man. And it was it was the music was so good. It it's such a cool creative game. Some of it you feel like you're in hell. You feel like it's hot, you're burning in hell. You deserve yeah. to be there. You're a bad person. <laughs> Dude, that's right. wild. That's it's, it's good. tough with stuff like that where it's like so kind of mental and kind of like very emotionally gauging and instead of just like you're a girl and her father was killed and now you want revenge. Like it's it's actually kind of like mentally fucking with you both as a character and a player. And it's tough to recommend stuff like that without spoiling it. Like it's hard to be like this game's really good and you should get into it. But it, like you said, if you're not aware of what it is while you're getting into it, it can turn out to be really bad. Like for even, you know, to call back to Will Ferrell and uh, Stranger Than Fiction, I went to see that movie. I thought it was going to be like a laugh out loud comedy, like uh, Step Brothers or something. I thought, you know, it was crazy Will Ferrell. I was like, man, this movie sucks. And then someone's like, oh, yeah, no, it's not supposed to be a comedy. I was like, oh, OK, then, yeah, it's pretty good. Like if it's not supposed <laughs> to be a comedy. OK. So it's tough to like tell people what it's about and pre- and prep them for it without spoiling it. Yeah, yeah, you can't. There's some games you just can't say anything about. Like, I just played through Near Automata, probably one of the best Ooh, games I've played through ever. I want that. I got that on my wish list. That's uh, that's game of the year for sure. It's like it's definitely in my top five games of all time because of the creative stuff they do that, that I've never seen in a game and probably never will see again. And mm. I can't talk about any of it without uh, ruining it. It's so yeah. tough. We'll uh, have, have to you, have a spoiler cast in the future and have you back on. Oh, 100%. I would be so I definitely want to play it. Yeah. We'll yeah, we'll have you back for that. For sure. Uh, it's ha- good, man. Have you beaten it yet? Like once through? Because there's multiple different, there's like 42 endings for it or something. Have you beaten it once yet? Yeah, there's there's a bunch of endings. When you get to the first, through the first ending, it's like, you could play through. This is not the full story. Go through it again. I'm like, eh. Yeah. I was gonna return it. I bought the I, I bought it on phys, a physical disc of it so I can play it and return it. That was my plan. Mm-hmm. And then I watched a video on YouTube and this guy was explaining some stuff. I'm like, hmm, I better go through there and check it out again. Yeah, then I played through it three more times to get uh, all three of the stories because the the first and second story are are similar, just from different angles. The third story is all new content. Oh uh, shit! Okay. The third playthrough. Yeah, yeah. I've heard. I've been trying to avoid spoilers because I do want to eventually play it, but I've heard. Played through it once. I was like, oh, this is pretty neat. And then the second time you play through it, it's just like, oh, f-. like within the first five minutes of the second playthrough, everything's different. Like it, yeah, yeah, it really fucks with you, like in a mental way. So I'm like, I'm really interested in this game. And it's goes on sale pretty regularly on Steam. So it's, I, I mean, I can't recommend it because I haven't played it yet, but I, I think people should definitely check it out because it does something games don't normally do that only games can do. Like a movie does, can't do dude. this. And not only with just the game and the storytelling, the other stuff like the circuit chips that you upgrade, yeah. you can have them in any order you want. You can take them all off and just have yourself explode when you die. <laughs> but like, yeah. I mean, everything is like a circuit chip. You want to upgrade your your HUD. You can have no HUD on. It just it's mm-hmm. all these little circuit chips. It's it's really uh so cool, man. I, w- I wish we could just talk about it right now. Okay, I'm gonna spoil it. <laughs> Fuck so- it. Hey, everybody, this is not <laughs> it. No, uh, um, I, was, I was gonna say I don't want to spoil it. I was, <laughs> I'll be dipping out too. Oh, yeah, geez. I wouldn't spoil it. It's it's worth the full sixty. There's no way you're gonna play through this if you play through it the three times and go, oh, that was not worth full price. You're gonna be yeah. like, holy shit, I would have paid two hundred dollars for that game. <laughs> That's <laughs> really like, cool that it's such a good experience. 
I feel like that is near Automata is to games the way like Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino are to movies. Like they completely utilize the entire medium that only that could convey. So like they really utilize what they're given in that form of either video games or movies that like this wouldn't work as a book. Like you have to experience it or in a video game you have to manually play through it and it wouldn't work the same if you were watching someone stream it. And that's one of my favorite games of all time is uh, One Shot. It's a really little indie game made by, like, I think a few college students, but it could not be done in any other medium besides a video game. And they utilize it perfectly, and it's just a short game. I think it's, like, maybe five hours at most, and it's just done so well, and I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And, okay, so you're obviously a gamer. I think that's been established. Um, What was the first uh game that you ever really played, uh, like, growing up? Uh, do you have a sp- fond memory of a specific console or anything and a game that you was your first oh, my first yeah yeah <laughs> i popped your video game cherry <laughs> oh gross <laughs> i remember my stepdad uh long he had a nintendo which we weren't really allowed to touch when he was not around but like obviously mario duck hunt stuff like that um and gaming was for me when i was younger gaming was okay i bought a lot of games i maybe played street fighter 2 a lot which i thought was awesome because it was in the arcade then all of a sudden i had it in my house which is fucking awesome like i got this at home bitch i don't gotta go to the to the damn arcade Mm -hmm. but i i really wasn't into gaming for for years and years uh what got me back into gaming oh there was a i had a big hiatus of about seven or eight years uh was skate Oh yeah, oh, I know yeah. a lot of Wait. people that weren't big gamers, but that sucked them in. Wait, yes. what console was that on? Three sixty. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I think they had PS3 it on PS three as well. As well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I think I tried it out on PS three, but dude, that that was a decent game. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody told me about because I love skateboarding. And Tony Hawk was just too arcadey, which it was. Well, fun, that franchise just deteriorate deteriorated over the years. It seemed I don't know real real fast. Yeah. So I mean, getting I got skate. Um, I was, this one, I was living with my mom. I had a uh, little 13 inch TV. I plugged my Xbox into it and I played the shit out of it. I have almost every achievement on there and I don't need, I don't even look at achievements. I just, I looked years later and I'm like, holy shit, I almost got every achievement <laughs> in that. And then I didn't even know what achievements were. Yeah. <laughs> I played it and played it and played it. And I loved it. And then I think I got a, and then I got mo- uh, modern warfare, uh, call of duty four. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then I had to learn like what I had to go to GameStop as a grown ass man and say, <laughs> look, what is what is Xbox life alive and how do I do this? How do I play with people? And I, the guy like, what? You don't understand? Said, no, no, no. I just I haven't played games in years. I don't know what any of this online stuff is. Tell me. Yeah. So I played for a long time on a 13 inch TV. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's good training. You really you got to struggle to see what's going on. So that's a good way to. You know, get prepared for the FPS online field. Yeah, it's just it's uh, it, it was an experience to be had. But I mean, as far as like, w- so skate obviously was a played a big part of me getting back into games. But the first time I think I really saw how creative games were was playing Bioshock. Yeah, that's yeah. a great one, and it's I just. Oh, that's one where I keep hearing people talk about like, oh, Hollywood's going to make a movie of Bioshock. I'm like, I don't want it to be a movie. Like yeah, as a movie, I think it would be pretty shitty or like, you know, people say like, oh, the writing for ho- like video game movies is so terrible. It's like, ah, eh, the writing for video games aren't always that great. Like, but it's because you're controlling the player. You think it's better than it is. But like if you 
you know, if you were a person off to the side, you would think like, oh, that, you know, this is so corny or predictable. But like, well, because you're, because you put yourself in that character's shoes, you feel more invested and you don't, you don't see it as just a form of entertainment. You feel like the character, you feel like it's a life and an experience. Bioshock Infinite is, is hands down my favorite game of all time. I've, I've heard people like talk about it and they're like, oh yeah, you know, the trilogy always sucks. The third one's always the worst. Like Bioshock, I'm like, what are you talking about? Bioshock Infinite was great. Like I got, uh, you know, I'm sure when I played it, I'm like, I got little nitpicky stuff. But like in hindsight, I'm like, I got real no complaints. I enjoyed the over, the entire experience of Infinite. Like I don't know, I don't know what people are complaining about online, but yeah, I re- I enjoyed a, all three of them. Such a beautiful experience. It's something. I mean, like the other one, you. No one's been in this underground city, and then no one's been in a city in the sky. In the and sky, it's just yeah. So colorful, great characters. You have this. You get this bond between you know, Dewitt and, and Elizabeth, and and that's if I can ever have a guest, I really want Courtney Draper on, but she just mm-hmm. she doesn't really do that work anymore. I think she's a yeah. Lawyer now. Oh, you just Ooh. beat me to my next question. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally going to be like if you, you get go ahead and guess. ask it. I have actually okay. a better answer. Okay, feel free. Um, yeah, if you if you could have any guests on your show because you're uh, so interview oriented, which would you want to have? Like, there's so many to choose from. Okay, the one I can't. I'm really scared, dude. Uh, actually, I've I had friends make up a p- petition on Change.org for me, and during the 100th episode, drop that in my lap. I mean, we made this <laughs> petition oh for God. you to get this guest, and it's to get Kristen Wiig. I love Kristen Wiig. Oh, Biggest nice. crush on her, man. Dude, that'd be so fantastic. And no, dude, don't be like, I don't know, anxious or anything. You just be confident because you, you're, you're a really good interviewer. You got a solid laid back show, like the interview style. So like, I don't know. I think I wouldn't see, I don't see why she'd turn you down and I hope it works out. Cause that'd be really, really cool. Yeah. No, she's not on social media, so you can't like tweet at her. Enough. Oh, say, that makes it tough. Holy as far shit. as I know, she's pretty like, I don't say recluse, like Alan Moore, or, like, you know, Stephen King or something, but like, She's pretty reserved from what I've seen, like, uh, in regards to her personal life. So it's definitely a challenge. I love that chick, man. When I, when I watch her movies, you either see an actor or a character. She plays good characters, but I always get a glimpse of her as a person in those characters. I don't know how, Mm -hmm. what it is, but I see this thing. People think I'm crazy because they see this. (laughs) Smile. I Um, think, I think that's a sign of a good actor. Every actor puts a little bit of themselves in each role. That really yeah. stands out above everything else. And yeah, I think it seems that's real, an example. Which, yeah, I like that. I like that real. I mean, Will Ferrell does it a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like Melissa yep. McCarthy, but she does it. I like her. Yeah, I I think she her star her stardom blew up so fast, like from Bridesmaids, that she kind of got tossed into a few like not so yeah. great movies, like Tammy. But I really enjoy her. Uh, what was it Spy? Her movie where she was like a secret agent. Me and my dad saw that as a fluke. Love, like, yeah, fuck it, let's go to the movies and just see whatever you know crappy things out right now. Spy is hysterical. That movie is so good, and she's really good in it. Like, and yeah, I was Jason Statham, funny. Oh my god, he's nice. that like stands out of like if you ever like question Jason Statham's like comedic chops, like if he can be a comedic actor, watch that. He is hilarious in that movie. He's out of his mind, and it's great. Yeah, she did a really good one with uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, it's called though. It's oh, really um, good. Saint Vincent. One of the yes. few movies I actually just fucking cried in theaters at. Like I was, cr- I was like <laughs> up in Elmira, New York, and as listener knows, that was a very dark period of my life. Uh, oh, and I was drunk off my ass, and I just saw Saint Vincent in theaters, and I just fucking bawled my eyes out watching it. But it's one of my favorite movies. It's so good. 
Yeah, you see the whole theater clears out, and you're just in there, so like, fuck, <laughs> guys, don't look at me. Yeah, that was a pa- great movie, man. Oh, it's so good, but it's oh, it's a kick in the balls. Like it really gets you right in the emotional testicles. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Um, anyway, no follow up to that talking. No, I'm not quite sure where to go from that. Like, that's not an easy segue. I don't know. Uh, but I was gonna say, do we want to talk about any more games that come to mind or any kind of gaming news before we maybe go and play a, a conversation game? Um, let's see. Right now, I'm playing. I go game by game, right? I don't play a lot of multiple like bits and pieces of games. I play like one game till I'm done, and one game till I'm done. Um, yeah. I'm playing Splatoon 2 right now. Ooh, oh, shit. That nice. I want to play that. I need a Switch. God damn yeah. it. Yeah, Nintendo really fucked that up. Like, it's <laughs> how many months later and people cannot find them in stores? Still can't get them, yeah. April, Even- June, July, August. It's been four or five months and you still can't. You can't. Jeez, man. It's what? The Switch? The NES Mini? The SNES Mini? Like, all these oh, yeah. Nintendo-related consoles. And they're all just super low in stock and no one can buy them. Yeah, fuck those scalpers. They could suck a big old fat one, man. I, yeah. I'm sick oh, yeah. and tired of people who have apps and they go and they, they hound these employees to get every console and then they sell them on eBay. That's yeah. actual bullshit. That's ridiculous. And yeah, for the people that see that, just don't even support them and hold out because time will be on your side because they will be eventually more plentiful. It's just kind of bullshit. Uh, yeah. Nintendo's like dangling it in front of people and being like, don't you want, don't you wish you had one? <laughs> Yeah, I got lucky. Um, when Mario Kart 8 came out, I saw an ad in Best Buy's paper. Uh, you know, sh- showed the Switch on there. They'll be available on whatever day Mario Kart 8 came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to Best Buy and they had like 30, 40 of them. So oh, I was nice. like, hell yeah! I seen this pile <laughs> of them, man. It was, it was like seeing a pile of gold, man. It was really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so it's I, always I, strange. Yeah. I've only played Zelda and I've only played, uh, Splatoon 2, that's it. Those two games. And it, the, my purchase has been worth it. It's been so, so worth it. But Splatoon 2 right now is just fun, man. It's just mm-hmm. colorful and it's doing stuff different. You're, you have to figure out a new skill, like a new way of playing multiplayer games that I've, I've never had to do before. It's just all new. And, uh, I know a lot of people are getting bored with it. Yeah. They're playing that turf war shit where you just spraying paint on the ground, which really gets old pretty quick. You yeah. gotta get to rank 10 and then you can play the rank game where you play actual modes. Oh so, shit. And it's just, it's fast paced, it's chaotic, it's colorful, it's fun, you lose, you still feel good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good, man. I'm having a good time. It does look very fun. Yeah, I like the idea of Turf Ward, like that it's a different mode for FPS that only could be done in Splatoon. It's very unique to Splatoon. Mm-hmm. But I can see how it can get very old very quick and people yeah. are just just want to move on to traditional stuff because they know that works. Yeah, because it's like three, two, one, go, and you're like, oh, yeah. Spraying the ground. <laughs> all you're doing is spraying the ground. That's all you do. And then you're usually spraying the ground, and then you see an enemy close enough, you shoot them. But it's not like you're going for kills. So that's kind of cool. You're not really worried about dying. But mm-hmm. it's just, it gets boring. It's it's cool because I, I get this. If if you love coloring, like some people love coloring <laughs> things and just getting yeah. everything colored oh, on a piece yeah. of whatever. It's it's very therapeutic in a way, just but then you have mm-hmm. some asshole coming around shooting you with paint too, so you're like, fuck off, man. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And it reminds me of like if you've ever played any of the Mario Party games and like there's like that one mini game where like I think it's very similar to like the idea of Splatoon where you gotta like 
cover up this amount of the map and like and this paint or some kind of it's super similar i feel like yeah. they took that concept and made it a full game and i can understand like if it's a mini game like concept gone full game that that like doing it over and over and over again it could get a little bit boring but i think there's a lot of like a huge audience for that and it seems to be pretty damn successful and as far as like they they want to go esports i think that's a little uh that's expecting too much yeah, yeah i'm not sure that's going to really pan out for them but i think they could get people tuning into like some matches and stuff, but I don't think it's going to be anything like Overwatch or hopefully Rocket League will get up there. Yeah, yeah, Rocket League is another another fun one where you just it's not, love it. It's not like look what I did. It's more like I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that I had trouble like stick. I played Rocket League and I enjoyed it, but I had trouble sticking with it because it's just like I don't know what I'm doing ever. And oh, it's me just either. like To me, it's just pure chaos theory. Like I can see someone getting good with it, but for me as incompetent and as I am at that game, I just couldn't stick with it. It was fun and I could see the appeal to it, but oh, that's tough to play. Yeah, it's yeah, even with fun to watch. Fun. Yeah, it's fun. Like you at you do this weird makeshift flip on accident and you hit the ball. The ball bounces off the wall, goes right into the net, and you're like, holy shit, that has made my entire month. <laughs> yes, yep. right? Exactly. Yep. It's very glorious, like that dopamine rush. And like watching mm-hmm. the pros do stuff, like they'll do what they call like a double touch. Like they touch it in midair twice and it like bounces off like the backboard and then they like double touch it and put it in and like it's off their like front right wheel or some shit like super specific like it's crazy as they're spinning and flipping it's like it's a really fun game and then you find out they did that on purpose and you're like delete (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. god i will say uh for switch even though i don't have one i know uh, some games are doing really well on it it's it's still debatably a zelda machine so you you know no worries about you just having uh zelda and splatoon um but snipper clips is doing really well and is super popular uh, with Switch players. And Snake Pass, I know that's on like PC and other consoles, but that does really well on Switch. So if you're looking for more games, those are two that could really do well. Nice, yeah, and Odyssey definitely. is on the horizon. Yeah, I'm looking what, forward to that. What's on the horizon? Uh, Mario Odyssey. Oh, oh so yeah, hyped. yeah, yeah. When I first saw that, I said, this game looks stupid. And then now yeah. I watch other videos, I'm like, this looks really good. <laughs> yeah. I, right, that's what I mean. I think the first trailer I saw, I was even a little, like, underwhelmed. But, like, no, it, it looks very, very fun. I'm just a huge fan of, like, the Galaxy games they did uh, and and other Mario games. Oh, shit. Sonic Mania is coming out. That's, I know, on multiple consoles, but it's on Switch and PC as well. That's coming out in, like, three days. Like, yeah, as that's, like, old-school Sonic, right? Yeah, it's it's a Sonic game made in 2D by fans. It's fan-made levels, and not, like, not oh. like Mario Maker, where it's like, oh, look at my uh, crazy level that's impossible to beat. Like, no, it's legit levels, and it's also got gorgeous animated sequences by really? another Sonic fan. I'm gonna look this up, dude. Now you get me thinking <laughs> like that. It's know? it's pretty much Sega's like, all right, we'll give the fans the license to a Sonic game, and they can just make what they think they want, and we'll see how well it does. And it looks incredible. Like I'm gonna okay. buy it just to support Sega into doing this business strategy of giving it to their fans and letting. Because Sonic went downhill when they went 3D, and by going back into the 2D, this could be another amazing game. I think it's like 40 bucks, too. I, when, I, uh, when I saw screenshots of it, I thought it was just like a collection of the old games. No, it's all new levels, but it's done in the old style of that. So it looks like the old games, but it. I know on Steam, it's only, uh, right now, it's only $18. So like it's pretty Damn. cheap, and it looks really good. How That's much cool. is it on uh, BitTorrent? 
Mm, free? <laughs> free, you yep. think? Is that how bits are worse? I'm uh, joking. I don't have... Uh, <laughs> uh, Sega, if you're listening, we're entirely kidding. It's a, it's a goof. It's a... What's up, you Sega? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, Good joke. Um, yeah. Is there any other things that we should discuss before maybe we try uh, a stab at a game of What's That Sound I have prepared? It's essentially an audio quiz of like sound effects from video games, and you tell me if you know what it's from. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to be terrible at, at that. I would, I'm gonna, I'd love to play that. Uh, and then well, after that, I have a game for you. Oh, Ooh, shit. Okay. That's fantastic. Let's, uh, yeah, let's get our first game What's on the sound? road. Let's play What's That Sound? Alright, so we're playing What's That Sound. Um, got three sounds for us tonight. Let's see what you make of sound number one. You can't put it into words. The moment when you look into the eyes of the one who is supposed to reassure you. Make you feel safe. It only takes an instant. Fear swallows you before you have a chance to make sense of it. And darkness becomes a part of who you are. Okay, that's obviously Hellblade. I, yes, it I was is. gonna say, even without playing the game, I had a feeling it might be that. I was right. a little I was thinking like maybe this is because I'm really stupid. I don't pay attention a lot. <laughs> but when, once you said the darkness and I'm like, all right, all right, Hellblade, yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, she was talking about the British band. Uh no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> God, what have they done recently? I liked them. I hope they do more. Yeah, hey. uh, but no, that's awesome that you guys got that. I figured that would be like throwing you a bone because you even mentioned that you're playing that game. And I'm like, uh, maybe I could trick them. But no, you guys definitely jumped all over that. That's definitely Hellblade. Oh, so I you're off to a good over. start. I didn't, even, I didn't even give Brandon a, a chance. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it sounded like you were on the right path. Yeah, though. my guess would have been Hellblade. But knowing you played it, I let you take the wheel. All right, let's rewind that again. I'll give oh. you a chance. Oh, what do you, what do you think it is? I think I know. Uh, it's uh, Tetris. It's definitely Tetris. It is. All right. Ah. You got the first one, guys. That's Laura Croft right here. That's definitely Laura Croft. <laughs> um, but okay. Yeah, you guys are off to a good start. Um, let's see what you make of sound number two. You could win it right here, but let's see. Prepare for combat. Five, four, three, two, one. Capture zones to win. Here comes hell! Here comes hell! You have gained the lead. Yeah, this one, I'm I'm interested to see what you guys make of it. I gotta guess. Ah, fuck, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I have I don't know. It sounds like every game that's ever been. <laughs> ever. <laughs> it sounds pretty generic shooter yeah, game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and that's why I thought it might be on the challenging side. But I already uh, off air, I heard Bren. I think he's got a good chance of getting this. So let's get our first guest from Sean. Yeah, I'll, I'll step back. 
Uh, Halo. No, not a bad guess, and I would understand why we would say that. Uh, Bren, do you want to spill the beans and maybe win the game for you guys? I'm pretty sure it's Lawbreakers. It is, indeed. Okay. Well done. That is fantastic. Yeah, and that's a game, speaking of, like, only $30 games, like, that's one that's got my eye, but Bren's trying to tell me not to do it. Speaking of super generic sounding games, uh, it's also that. It's, but I want to try it. It looks kind of fun. I mean, feel free to try it. I won't stop you. It's just, I didn't enjoy it. And I was listening to another podcast recently where they talked about this game because I played it in its alpha uh, version. And they were saying there's a button where you can press to shoot directly behind you called blind fire, where you're just shooting behind you. And that helps when you're being chased. And it helps when you're in zero G to propel you forward. It helps to like, move you around in the zero G zone. That's cool. They don't tell you that in the game. Or if they do, it's very briefly and not very in-depth. So the tutorial for that game is very bad and doesn't teach you a lot about what it is. Like th- I I didn't like it. I, no? I'm, I'm not a fan of the game. So okay. It's- no, I played the beta. I played like through one match and I just deleted it, the beta. It, it wasn't for me. It seemed real floaty and slow. Yeah. It's- <laughs> the funny thing is they advertise it as like fast-paced energy. <laughs> <laughs> I my main complaint is even still within the alpha it seems to be still compatible in the beta and in its full release, which was just recently, that the movement is very tricky and feels off. And apparently in the zero G, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to shoot to move. You're supposed to be propelling you through it, but they okay. don't tell you that. So the tutorial is really bad at teaching you at the stuff that makes it unique. So I I honestly don't think it's gonna be around in a few weeks. I think everyone's gonna leave it. And forget about it. Yeah. It could well, happen. If, you could, if if that game, if you could, if it was third person, you could jump in the air, floating through gravity, and then you could ride an assault rifle like a broomstick, like a witch, <laughs> and kind of shoot, back, shoot backwards, there I would buy that game. Th- I, that would bring me back into it. That would uh, immediately pull me back into that. And, and you got a cackle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If they're listening, that's a DLC pack right there waiting to happen. Um, <laughs> there you go, uh, Cliff Blazinski. Well, you guys definitely won the game, but let's see if you can get the hat trick and get all three sounds tonight. I have a feeling you're gonna. Let's see what sound number three is now. I got a feeling Sean knows this more than I do. Yeah, that is obviously Mario 3. Oh, no, it is not. <laughs> no, I, I know it is. I, uh, Sean, I put my faith in you. That, what the fuck? <laughs> that is Splatoon 2. And okay, I love yeah. Splatoon 2 because when you're in the menus, they have that music playing. Yeah, it's so dope. And, uh, you, but the thing is, you can, you're like a DJ because you use your thumbstick to... to Speed it up and slow it down, oh, and you really? can use your other buttons to like add more sounds. It's awesome. That is oh, so wild. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you just like you just keep hearing it. Duh, 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 duh. It's just, like you'll just play that track over and over, and then you're messing with the thumbstick. You're mm-hmm. like speeding it up and slowing it down, and and you can move the other thumbstick to kind of. Get, it's 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 cool because you're never bored yeah. sitting in a and listening to some dumb music because the music's it's cool. Fun to mess. Yeah, that awesome. seems really I know. fun. I know they introduced two, like, mascots for Splatoon 2. They had two, like, sisters in Splatoon 1, and this one's two. I don't think they're sisters, but one's, like, this weird little white gremlin child-looking character, and one's, like, 
kind of looks like a sassy black DJ. So I guess that's kind of involved with it. That's awesome. I'm, shit, I want to switch. Dude, it's it's cool because the beat doesn't change. The the drum and snare is like the same speed. You're just yeah. messing with the background stuff. That's Dude, cool. It's absolutely crazy how you guys just like destroyed my audio quiz tonight. <laughs> like, and the thing is, like, I as I was setting it up, I'm like, uh, I there's a chance they're gonna get this. I'm not sure. The second one, uh, I'm not sure if they're gonna get. And then as we're recording the episode, you guys end up bringing two of the games in the what's it sound? I was gonna <laughs> say like, it's oh, the two fuck. games he's currently yeah. playing. That's true, and I didn't honestly know that you were playing Splatoon, so that's fantastic. So, well done, guys. That's how we play. What's that sound? And that was a very fun episode. I can't thank you enough for joining us, Sean. Uh, this is where we do some Did, plugs, so let's hear... Uh, no, we're not going. We're not oh, going to say, I'm sorry. I believe oh, Sean wow. uh, had that, something. That's absolutely right. Let's go with what you're... Um, that's just me being a robot. God, it's been... <laughs> I'm going to hide. No, no, no. That's cool, man. I, I like robots. I, I'm not, you know... I, I don't hold anything against robots. Hold on. Soon, I'm going to... Soon you guys will all be humans. Go anyway. oil my joints quick. One sec. So, I'm going to hijack this for a minute. What we're going to do before we go is... We're going to do some improv. Oh, sweet. Oh, boy. And that's cool, because I actually wanted to ask you to do that, kind of like, because that's what your show's all about, and we, we need some help in that department. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. I just thought it would be, would be fun. Oh, I'm so totally can, down. Let's, let's, like, let's think of like a topic or, or something we can go off of. Let's, let's fill it for this. We could do a game. If we all play a game, we can kind of roughly base it on that. Uh, what do you guys think? That's a good point. Um, I what mean... Do you, Thinking, a, big tr- a big trope of mine that I bring up very frequently, too frequently, I would say, uh, is cannibalism. <laughs> I, oh, okay. I, love, I love cannibalism. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> okay, that... Okay, so let's do this. We're going to do an improv skit, cannibalism. We're going to... Yeah, we're going to have a dinner at my house. I'm going to have I'm gonna have Bryn... Bryn, B-E-R-E-N, right? Yep. B-R- yeah. Is that for Brendan? Yeah. Okay, I think I said Brendan earlier, and I was like, maybe it's not Brendan. It's uh, Brent. I, Brent. <laughs> I, Brent. I actually knew a dude Brent. named Brenton. I was like, dude, what the fuck is that name? Whoa, that is different. Yeah, yeah. What is that? What is my name? My name's pronounced Sean, but it's spelled J-O-N. Like, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a true story. My name is J-O-N. <laughs> oh, wow. pronounced Sean. Huh. Um, so, all right, let's do this, you guys. We're going to have a dinner. We're going to have a dinner. We're all going to be at the din- dinner table at my house. All right. How you guys liking your dinner? Oh, it's good. I wasn't expecting cereal. Uh, I love soggyos. That's this. That's just our entree. So uh, I mean, that's the appetizer. appetizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's oh, okay. The, you know, the hey, leeway into Butler the Bill. formal meal. Butler Bill, bring in the entrees. Oh, yep. Butler. Bring your hair. Yeah. How uh, how bourgeois? Plates, that's, for, that's for Brand. That's for Douglas. Those two plates. Yeah, you got quite a mansion here. If I don't say so myself. Yeah, it's it's definitely because I uh, I'm a very wealthy person. He uh, saved, uh, avoided buying all that avocado toast that we did, leading us into the duplex that we have now. Oh, avocado toast! It goes really well with my almond milk. Oh, it does. Um, so uh, you guys, I would like you to try try first try your dinner real quick. That the steak right there, you guys mm-hmm. wanted it yeah, yeah. very rare, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Nice T bone. Got it. Like I like it incinerated, just like burnt to a crisp. So, this is perfect mm. for me. All right, I'm going to yeah, so, start digging in. 
Try, try it out. Ooh, really tough here. Let me get that. Tastes, tastes kind of gamey. Like not, not like horse. Like not super muscular, but like a bit fattier. But like, I don't know if I've ever had tasted this kind of fat and like beef, like cow before. It's, it's very unique. What kind of, kind of steak? I, I enjoy it. It's just very unique. Yeah, it's it's very fresh. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely definitely seems. I mean. Yeah, eat a, eat a little more. Yeah. Less talking, more eating. Yeah. yeah, people always complain. You know, you see the blood dripping on the plate, but it, it's actually not blood. It's the protein within the meat. So uh, anyone complaining about the blood, uh, get over yourself and educate yourself yeah. a little more. Uh, but how yes, is yours, Douglas? Um, I'm gonna be honest. It's kind of making me sick. I, I'm, I'm not a bit, big fan of whatever I'm eating. No, just yeah, eat a little more. Well, um, I trust me. I, I feel I, like that's. I feel like that's. Pretty fucking rude to say. I know. To, uh, I, I don't mean to be rude, but like, um, I'm just gonna stick to back to my my cereal because I don't know something about that just didn't feel right, or I don't know. Or and why? What's that look in your eye, Brandon? It looks like you want to like. Uh, it's in. judgment and contentment for someone I brought as a guest of mine to a guest of a host I've been invited to, and you are just fucking embarrassing me to uh, God knows what it. Well, then I'm just going to put my steak on your plate because it seems like you have a ravenous F- hunger. F- fine. I'll eat both. I'll eat all of them because I yeah, am eat, a gracious guest. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Brent. Eat it. Mm. Yeah, eat his, eat Douglas's his meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Doug's meat. It's delicious. God, and it fits yeah. well in my mouth. <laughs> it is super tasty when I lubricate it with A1 sauce. I'm going to take your cereal then. Fair trade. What? Hey, hey. No. No, no, no. I didn't say you could have that. Oh, I'm also eating it. that too. You gave me your meat, and now you're going to starve. Uh, Brent's a very uh, very angry eater. I watch a lot of Friends, and there's one lesson I learned, is that you don't touch Joey's food. And in this scenario, <laughs> I am Joey. Don't touch my food. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, hey, Douglas, step over. Step with me into the other room. We'll let him finish his dinner. All right, that works. There's a lot to finish. I got a lot of food back here. All right. All right, Doug, that was perfect. I love how you played it off with the, you didn't want to eat it and you got him to eat both. Yeah, man, you made it seem so legit. That's fantastic. That was great. He's, he, okay, we're going to go back and we're going to tell him that he actually ate a chunk of my last server, Server Sam. <laughs> server Sam, poor guy, but hey, I I had a bite of him. <laughs> by the way, you know, when when, I, when you're rich like me, you just name the servants whatever you want. So yeah. Ser- server Sam, Server Rick, I just whatever, you know, whatever comes to mind. But let's, let's go. Let's Wait, go. Quick question, though. Server Sam, he didn't make it, did he? Or is he still around? Because, like, this next, I know you got a butler. You might just want to take his arm and not, like, kill these people. Oh, no, 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 no. He's, he's not dead, silly. We just took his leg. Okay, that's good. Because, yeah, I don't know. Some people with money get a little out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very fun. Let's let's go ch- let's go check in back in with Brent. All right, dude, dude, huh, calm huh. down. You you ate all of it and all the cereal. Yeah, I don't actually plan on eating for the next two days, so I'm st- I'm kind of like stockpiling and like I'm I'm prepping for winter right here. Like I'm getting ready, so I'm, I'll you know you got any leftovers? I'll take them too. Okay, uh, yeah, that's super funny. Hey, Brent, step, come over here real quick <laughs> into the room. I want to show you some art, some of my oh. fancy, expensive art. I sure. have some more cereal. Fucking weirdo. Hey, dude. Okay, so uh-huh. so Doug had this crazy idea that we were gonna well, yeah. <laughs> we're supposed to feed you human meat. Huh. All, that, all that all that food you just say. Uh-huh. It's not actually human meat. This is all a big ploy. This is Doug's idea. I thought it was a big dick move on him. <laughs> so we're actually playing, pulling. Yeah. We're pulling a prank on him, right? Right. So, right. 
He right now, that bowl of cereal that just got poured for him. Yeah. Made out of horse semen. Huh! Huh! I'm glad I glad I went right to the steak first and held off on the cereal till later. Yeah, so, dude. I, huh. I, I, I always liked you more than Doug. He's always been kind of creepy. I mean, that's not a hard uh, opinion to form. I feel like most people agree with you. So, uh, you know, that's fair. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but, wow, where did you get all this semen? Like, that, the bulls, <laughs> there's a lot of bulls on this table right now. And you've really filled them up. Yeah, I got a lot of horses. What do you think I have them around for? I mean, well, I don't. I mean, personally, I'm terrified of horses, so I I stayed back. I I wasn't sure how many you had. I didn't want to go near that uh barn over there. But uh, gotta ask what, where, why, why, <laughs> where did this come from? I'm uh, this is a very elaborate plan, and I was not suspecting. It wasn't a plan. Doug wanted to have you over here and have you do some crazy shit because I guess you're getting back to you. You guys are playing Splatoon or something and you whooped his ass a bunch in a row. So well, yeah, yeah. I said I'd get him back for you, but then I thought that was kind of a dick move. So we're actually getting him back. <laughs> so instead of getting back at me and making everything even, we're just doubling down on the guy that was already kick- down when he was kicking him while he's already down. Yeah, because he's, he's, an, he's an asshole. Let's go. You let's, know, I love it. I love it. Let's go back. Die, Butler. Die, Butler. Die. Oh. Oh, okay. Whoa, what's going on? Hey, don't um, kill the butler. Uh, he didn't do any. Oh hey. my god. Uh, I'm. But I'm sorry, guys. I had to kill the butler, and I'm eating him alive. Sorry. Oh, uh, what you? Oh my god, That's dude, dude. Fuck. You went way too far. Um, I have something to tell both of you. Right. Uh, I've always thought both of you were very terrible, terrible friends. I just had my 37th birthday party. You didn't make it. You know, 37 is a big number. Right, right, yeah. Uh, so I got with your wives and your wives and I put together a plan. Uh-huh. I, I know I know both of you realized that you guys had the life insurance thing set up a couple weeks ago. Right. To get all that money back once she's down of the country. Yeah, <laughs> you thought that was actually not for her. That was for you. Oh. And I just poisoned both of your foods. Mm. You guys are going to be dead in about four to five minutes, and I get both the wives. Oh, oh. no. We've been uh, had. <laughs> I mean. Well, you know what, man? I just killed your butler. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I, I can see where Sean's coming from on this. Uh, Doug, that doesn't justify your murder. Uh, that, that's still bizarre to me. I don't know why the butler was involved in this. Uh, that's cool. I got I got plenty of money. I just buy a new one. That's true. You know, <laughs> what are human lives but just dollar bills? Uh, and just... scene. Jokes on you. My wife has gonorrhea. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, ouch. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's actually... fantastic. Improv. It doesn't have to. It doesn't even have to be just odd. <laughs> that was so fun, dude. Yeah, that's so good. Um. Well, then, yeah. Let's. <laughs> I kind of wrap this episode up and that was kind of a, an example of what you might expect on Sean's show. Uh, let's do some plugs. Uh, where can listeners find your show? I guess you're on a network. Are there any, uh, sister shows you want to like shout out? You can find me in the club, bottle <laughs> full of bub. Nice. I got what you need if you're into taking drugs. Um, which we no, are. You cannot find me in the club. I stay away from clubs and I do not have a bottle full of bub, but you can find, yeah, I'm on the hush your face network. I have a lot of, brother and sister shows uh they're actually all brother shows i don't know if there's any females on networks it's kind of sad uh <laughs> gamers is on there three is comedy is on there uh the brand x podcast uh robin slim show there's a handful of people on the on the network all like cool creative independent podcasts nice cool gotta respect that you can find me personally on twitter at they call me iams that's my little 
hidden account if you could find it. But <laughs> if you guys are gamers, and I know you guys have a lot of gamers listening to your show, probably mostly gamers. I yeah. really hope so. Uh, my <laughs> uh, gamer tag is they call me IMs on everything. Uh, that's spelled just like the dog food. I-A-M-S. It's all one word. They call me IMs. You could find me um, on that. I'm on, except for Switch, it's some stupid code. Oh, like, yeah. Here's a hundred uh, numbers. Try to remember them. Yeah, that's nope, Nintendo. I remember them. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you one of those numbers. I'm pro- <laughs> pretty sure there's a five in there. <laughs> just just hit five on a Nintendo console somewhere. You'll, you'll get them. You'll get one them. out of 16. Yeah. But I am easy to find on everything else. I'm on uh, Twitter. My podcast, you can look for Horribly Awkward or at Awkward underscore podcast. Fantastic. Yeah, you've... You've had One Try Gamers on your show, who's on our network, as well as, we didn't even, shit, we didn't even get into it, but like, oh, you had a lot of people from Mass Effect Andromeda on, and I'm a big Mass Effect fan. Yeah, I just did my 100th episode, Danielle Rain dropped in for a little bit. I actually have an incredible story about Sissy Jones, I could tell that real quick. Oh, feel sure. Okay, so Sissy Jones popped in, she Skyped in live from uh, Scare LA, she's about to do a panel from Telltale. Oh, shit. <laughs> Like she's like, oh my my th- my panel's at three o'clock. I'll call you at two thirty. So she called me like right at two thirty on Skype. We talked for a couple minutes, and then the freaking door opens, and Dave Fenoy, uh, Melissa Hutchinson Holy comes shit. in, and they all give me a big congrats on the hundred episode. This is all on the podcast. It was so a super cool. epic for for me. I was like, holy shit! I gotta talk to Dave Fenoy real quick in Dave Fenoy's voice. I'm like, hey, Dave Fenoy, <laughs> this is the ever from The Walking Dead. He's like, ha ha, pretty close, man. Pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It was awesome. That's, that's freaking that's fantastic. Great. It's one of those things that I'll just always remember. For sure. Dude, that's like a, a high point in the, your podcasting career. That's so exciting. Yeah. Dave Noy, Melissa Hutchinson. It's going to be awesome. I got some stuff set up soon. Uh, Sissy Jones might come on again with um, with with Kate K. Bess. She's, they're both going to be in Agents of Mayhem. Ooh. Uh, Hannah Tell supposed to come back soon. Uh, I got some more. I don't even know. I hate, I hate telling people what I have coming because you never know what what happens. Exactly. Yeah. I I have one that has been a long time in the making, and I'm really excited, but I don't want to announce it in the event it just doesn't pan out. Which things happen, so we'll see. Yeah. When it happens and it's in the books, I'll be tweeting about it. <laughs> there you go. I can tell you what's definitely going to come in the future is I will definitely have an episode with uh these two dudes from the. Always better than Silence Podcast. Uh oh. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, dude, you, got, you guys can come on. Yeah, and dude. We'll set something up if you want. We'll do some. We'll do some more improv. I'd be uh, sure. We probably won't eat people. Super down to do that. That'd well, be blast, then if man. that's the case, I might not be involved. Yeah, we're gonna have to eat people. I'm gonna bring horses into it again. Yeah, it's always uh, yeah. yeah. That God. tasted awful, by the way. Uh, I really don't like horses. <laughs> but no, that was a fantastic episode. And Brent, I guess where can our listeners find you if they want to send you mean tweets and stuff? <laughs> God forbid anyone's actually kind to me, Doug. I know. I'm kidding. Immediately assuming it's mean tweets. No, I'm the real uh, asshole here. Eh, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> if, if people actually follow my Twitter, they know I'm the asshole. That's true. Uh, you could find him at, at, at almost better than Sean. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm at ABTS Brendan. So uh, most of most of the time, I forget I have a Twitter and that I can actually say things on there. So. It's mostly just me tweeting at random people and saying, like, hey, look at this funny dog. So if that's what you want, follow me on Twitter. Yeah, and I like funny dogs. We have yeah, dogs, dogs are good. We have a Twitter. Our handle's ABT Silence. I just recently tweeted, like, a behind-the-scenes clip of, like, Bren. Like, it was, like, an e- like during a moment, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was editing an episode, and it was, like, me and Bass had to step away from our computers just for a minute and then come back. 
And I literally, as I'm walking away from my computer, I, I'm imagining, I literally thought I heard Bren singing a song. And I'm like, I bet you anything he's singing all by myself. And yeah. the thing is, like, I come back and edit and he's playing the full blown song. And like, <laughs> it, was, it was just something magical. And I thought it's funny because that's the phone. stuff that gets cut from the episode. So you'll never hear it. So it's cool that I'm going to be able to share some little like goofy stuff behind like that. Scenes. that had, Yeah, behind the scenes kind of stuff. I'm getting more involved in that. But um, so yeah, check out our Twitter, ABT Silence. We're also on Facebook. Uh, we Twitch stream every now and then, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's at twitch.tv ABC Silence. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Sean. You're more than welcome to join us again on the future episodes. We'll have to have you back. And yeah, if you're going to have us on your show, we'd love to. That'd be a real fun time, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely set that up. And uh, anytime you guys want to talk games, man, I'm, you know, I'm... I got some freedom on the weekends. Just let me know. For oh, sure, definitely. dude. Thanks for your insight on Hellblade specifically. That was awesome. But yeah, we will be back next week, listeners. See you next time. See Peace. See you.